Welcome to Revolution Podcast, a place where we discuss the Bible, culture, faith, and why it matters for you. I'm Quinn, and this is my co-host, Chase. And if you're looking for a podcast that explores the revolutionizing power of Christ in your life, then this is the show for you. Hello, and welcome back to Revolution Podcast. Mm-hmm. Chase is in the studio, and so is... Quinn. Wow, that was seamless. We've got an episode today on fear, and we were like, what better way to start this off than by talking about our own fears, getting honest, emotional, mm-hmm. intimate with the I, listener. I might cry. You, I, I, I'm so scared of some things that I might just cry. I would be okay with that. I'm comfortable with tears. So Thank you. I feel the need to say, anyways. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Quinn, if you're ready to start us off, what are you afraid of? Most afraid of? Yeah. Moderately afraid of? I mean, I'm like a really manly man, so I'm not really afraid of many things. Yeah. But one thing that I'm kind of afraid of, yeah. mm, kind of heights even. Heights? But you like hiking. How can you be afraid of heights? Well, it's it's sometimes when I'm just like, that's really far down. Like mm. I've done like, not really high cliff jumping, but some yeah. like jumps where I'm like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then sure. if I get up even higher, higher. It's kind of like you get a little dizzy maybe. Maybe not dizzy yeah but just like oh little, man that's a long way down sure a little bit and then nerdy. the fear sets in of like oh this could actually hurt if i belly flop yes. or that's why i never try flips off of stuff like that because mm. one i can't do it and sure two it, break it, something yeah wouldn't be good yeah, yeah. how about you can you What's imagine your fear? doing that and you just, just don't come out of the water <laughs> or <laughs> just sink <laughs> okay what am i scared of yeah i'm, I'm scared yes you're scared of nothing my answer isn't as good anymore i'm scared of sharks terrified mm. i don't like sw- like okay i like swimming but like when you get out into like deep water in the ocean suddenly when okay when i'm on land attacks can come from like beh- like in front of me behind me or side to side it's i can i can track this yeah when i'm in like the water deep out there everywhere 360 is possible attack from a shark i would i would literally like i would like kind of be like oh is something there i turn around like this and he'd be there with his mouth open ready to eat me okay Dude, that's scary so do we have an episode we do have an episode okay, and it good. is also on fear so this is 100 percent related quinn why don't you on on like christmas morning there's a chubby present in front of you mm. unwrap this one for us what do we got yeah so i, I think we're gonna start off with Fear, talking about how fear is portrayed in the Bible in the sense of, because the Bible talks about fearing God sure. a lot. And sure. so we're going to kind of dive into that and be like, what does that actually mean? How Why does are that... we afraid of God? I thought he loves us. Exactly. What's going on? Okay, cool. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, for sure. Anything and then, else we want to talk about? And then we're going to talk about how do we approach fear as a Christian? Because a lot of us will fear face fears day to day. So it could be things like, Fear of the future, fear of relationships, fear of heights, even. Sure. Literally anything. It could be anything that you have a fear of. We're going to kind of go through that. And how do we handle that? How do we approach that as Christians? Because the Bible has some things to say about fear and anxiety. So that's kind of where we're heading. Absolutely. Cool. So we want to start off talking about what what does the Bible mean when it's talking about the fear of God? Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. All right. Give me your thoughts. What do we got here? What like The Bible says, fear God. What is it talking about? Mm-hmm. Why would I fear God if he is like my pal and my buddy, right? Like Jesus died for me. Why would I be afraid of God? What, what does mm-hmm. that mean? I have a, a verse here. Let's see. Sure. Deuteronomy 6.2. Oh, Deuteronomy is a good book. Um, it says, 
Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the rulers that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's sons, by keeping all of his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, that your days may be long. Hmm. So I think when we when we look at that, it, it can mean devotion towards God, in a sense. Sure. It doesn't actually mean oh man, I'm scared of God. Um, mm. I have to do every single thing right because that's mm. actually not the reality. Sure. Because you don't have to have all your ducks in a row to come to Christ. Sure. It just means that when you come to Christ, that this fear means that y- you will be devoted to God and you will love him and, and keep his word and try to live for him. Sure. So this, yeah, so there's an element of this fear the Lord that inspires devotion in people, mm-hmm. right? Like it says fear the Lord and keep his commands, right? They seem to go together well. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's really good. Can I, can I take a stab at this? Yeah, this yeah. idea of fearing God. The Bible says a few things. Matthew 10 says, fear him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell, right? Uh, it's talking about God. Uh, Hebrews 10, 31, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. What do those things mean, right? I think that's referring to the fear people should have if they properly comprehend who God is, right? The average person living on the street, you and me, in our proper place before God as an almighty, holy creator, right? You mm-hmm. think of the story of Peter. Yeah. When he's challenging, when, when Jesus comes to him uh, near the beginning, Luke 7, I believe it is, and Peter's been fishing, Jesus says, do this, right? Mm-hmm. Peter does it and it works, right? Suddenly he's, he was fishing, wasn't working. He had no catches. Suddenly he mm-hmm. follows this advice from this strange man on the beach and overflowing with fish. And what does he do? He falls down on his, like, like flat on his face and says, like, leave me. And it's because he recognized him as Lord, right? We, we've talked about mm-hmm. this. Peter suddenly recognizes Jesus as Lord and is terrified of that because there's something about the holy, right? What, what does holiness mean? It means set apart, right? It means mm-hmm. separated. There's something about the holiness of God, which, which is so transcendent, above, and perfect mm-hmm. that terrifies us in our innermost being. So I, I think mm-hmm. it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, first of all, refers to that, mm-hmm. right? People who are in rebellion, because all people are in rebellion, as in one man, as Romans, as in one man, all died. So that, that's our natural state before God. So, mm-hmm. so there's this great fear about that. Okay, but now as a Christian, Proverbs says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, mm-hmm. and you just said to the Israelites, go fear the Lord your God and keep the commandments I have given you. Well, as Christians, aren't we, are, are we safe from that kind of that picture of the wrath of God? Aren't we made into right relationship because of Jesus? What's this about still having to fear God? So the question is, well, how does it change our relationship to God? And John Piper has a really great illustration of this, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he says, imagine you're scaling a, a mountain face, yeah. right? And it's there's a, there's a blizzard out, like hurricane level, wind tearing at your hands, snow, sheets of ice, like, at, like the worst storm you can imagine. Mm-hmm. You're dreading for your life, right? You just want to be out of there, but you have to keep going because there's no escape from the terror of this thing yeah. around you. But then you keep scaling and you reach a cave mm-hmm. and you crawl into the cave and it gives you shelter and you can make a fire and warm yourself, right? And then in that place of safety mm-hmm. from the storm, you look out at the storm surrounding you thousands of feet above the ground. Mm-hmm. 
and just awe fills you. And you are stunned at the presence and the power of this storm all around you. And Piper says that's, that's a bit what it's like to go from being an unbeliever mm-hmm. in the presence of a holy God, terrifying, life-threatening. Mm-hmm. Now you're safe in Christ, right? But then when you, now when you look at the character of God, you're still filled with complete awe, right? So, and what does that inspire? It's exactly to your point. That inspires devotion, right? Mm-hmm. From that place of just being awed by God and awed by the safety you have in Christ, right? This place that you've been given with God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that should absolutely inspire devotion. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commands, right? So that there's this fear and love that go together. And when you understand that place before God, Proverbs, fear the Lord is beginning of wisdom. And when you understand your place before God, then you begin to live well and properly. You can't live a, a a wise, good life, unless you understand what your proper place is before God. Until you acknowledge him as creator above all, how can you live rightly? How will you treat other people well? How will you live in a godly manner unless you understand that, right? Mm -hmm. So fear the Lord. What's a fear of the Lord in the place of a Christian? It means, well, don't get, like, don't don't lose your awe of God, Mm -hmm. right? When, When you're in the word, don't pass over familiar passages just because they're familiar. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Yeah. When's the last time you said that or read that or heard that without just going, oh yeah, John three sixteen, mm-hmm. and actually stopped to think about it and meditate on it. Do, when you read the Bible, pause, think, mm-hmm. realize that what it says are, is truth, real yeah. truth, and suddenly things become amazing right? Awe-inspiring. And don't lose this sense of the holiness of God. Maybe you've never had it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's a whole different thing. I don't know if we have time to get into it here, but you, as Christians, we should be pursuing the presence of God, which means pursuing this real tangible sense of his holiness. So, and that is the fear of the Lord as a believer, mm-hmm. right? So anyways, thoughts. Yeah. And I, I think once we understand, like you said, our, our place before God in that sense and how holy and great it is. And once we understand the devotion we, we should have and strive to have for God, it also can make us aware of how deeply hurtful towards God our, our sin is. Sure. Um, I think in Psalm 51, David is writing a Psalm after his thing with Bathsheba. Yeah. The adultery that happened there. Yeah. Yeah. In that he says, Lord, don't revoke your spirit from me. Yeah. First of all, David knew what he did. Yeah. He and he was devastated by it. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. understood the weight of his sin and what after, he after understood. being rebuked. Yeah. <laughs> About after yeah. being rebuked. It took him a second, but yeah. I think when we see that, it also it shows partially his his love towards God because yeah. he he probably cried and did he? I'm sure. Yeah. yeah he cried and wept yeah. over his sin. And so yeah, he messed up. Yeah. I mean, we all mess up. Yeah. But he also was willing to, once he recognized his sin, what he'd done, he yeah. he came before God and pleaded with him. Sure. Can I jump there? Yeah. He didn't, in that, don't take your spirit from me. What's the Holy Spirit? The spirit is a down pause, uh, uh, sorry, um, a deposit on your salvation, a down payment on your salvation. It's the seal of your mm-hmm. salvation. Well, if God takes his spirit from you, where are you left? Right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. So David didn't take his security and relationship with God for granted. Mm-hmm. Okay, and let, let's apply this. How how often do we do that? 
Oh, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm caught in this one sin, right? I'm repeating it over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. Uh, I'm mistreating this one person in my life. Maybe it's a sibling, a friend, Mm -hmm. a coworker, mistreating them bad, or I've got, I've got a gossip problem. Mm -hmm. Well, I know it's wrong, but I'm good with God. We're fine. So I'll be okay. Right. I I can stop anytime I want. I'm just, I'm getting there. Right. Mm -hmm. Augustine, he said before his conversion, he once prayed, make, uh, take away my lust from me, but don't do it too soon. Right? <laughs> David, after being rebuked, understood my salvation is from God alone, mm-hmm. and he is holy, and look at how sinful I have proven myself. Mm-hmm. Lord, don't take your spirit from me. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying we should undermine the hope that the New Testament offers to believers. I'm saying we should retain the sense of, like you said, the seriousness and weight of our sin, mm-hmm. right? I think that's really, really deeply, deeply important because the attitude so many believers that I've had in my life, I see all around me of, well, yeah, I'm sinning, but it'll be okay, is so anti-biblical. It's, it's sad to watch. It's hurtful. It, it's painful to see mm-hmm. so many, and you try to talk yeah. to them and they're like, well, doesn't the Bible's it's like, yes, the, you, like you're secure in Christ, but like, don't, if you walk in the darkness, you are not of him. Mm-hmm. You're not be all the more diligent to confirm your calling. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what, what are we messing? Like, what do you mean? Like nothing's wrong. If you're habitually in this sin, mm-hmm. God is holy and just. Yeah. Fear the Lord has left our people, right? Like, really, that's such a big problem nowadays, right? That we're getting, that we're kind of getting down into so much of the problems in the church mm-hmm. with uh, around. I mean, I mean, with corruption that can sneak in. Yeah. Um, like the problems people have, are like, well, I don't know if I'm really saved. I don't feel close to God. It's like, well, why are you surprised? You're living as if you don't know Him. Mm-hmm. Where the fear of the Lord is not in our people. I fear it's often not in myself. I, I, I strive for it every day to not yeah. forget that, right? So I think that attitude of David, you know, everything he did, it wasn't admirable, but that is something we should seek. Lord, mm-hmm. don't take your spirit from me, right? Yeah, so kind of kind of moving into our, our next piece, um, how should we approach fear as a Christian? How do, sure. how do you want to jump into that? Yeah, I, let, let's start by, like, you know, let, let's get some scripture out there. We've not been given a spirit of fear. Okay, as believers, Matthew 10, again, Jesus, the first part of that bit, do not fear him who may only destroy your body. Okay, Mm -hmm. so if people can only affect our body, shouldn't be afraid. Romans 8, all things work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. Right? Do not be afraid. Paul, 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 in his most helpful moment of all time, do not be anxious. Right? Mm -hmm. It just says that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we're living our lives like that sounds awesome. We don't have to be afraid. Love and it. then life kind of hits you. And you're like, oh, I, <laughs> call me crazy, but I'm a little bit afraid right now. I'm feeling anxious. These things hit us. They come at us. Okay. Does this mean I'm not close enough with God? Does this mean I'm doing, am I, am I doing something wrong as a Christian? Um, you know, how, how does the real reality of fear play into the life of a Christian. That's kind of how it set that up. What do you think? First of all, I think it's a lot of times we can look at these verses and then be, be like, Oh, well, like you said, I just probably got to pray more. 
Mm. I maybe I should just read my Bible an extra two hours. And sometimes we can say that because we don't actually know actually what to do. Sure. Sure. It's kind of the default. Yeah. And so, but in reality, it doesn't actually help anybody. Just say, Oh, you read about this, this, and this cool. Um, in your head, you're like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Uh, have you tried reading your Bible for an extra 20 minutes Mm. kind of thing that that doesn't actually help anybody. Yeah. But I think also taking a look at the fear that people had in the Bible as well and be like, it is real. Like Jesus did say, um, you don't need to worry about tomorrow's problems. Sure. Don't make it about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Jesus also was probably anxious in the garden. Probably. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it says that he was um, like sweating blood. Sweating blood. Falling on the ground. Crying. <laughs> yeah. He he said, Lord, take this cup from me if it if you want, but I know it's your will. Sure. Kind of thing. And so... I think we also need to take a look at that and be like, it is also very real. Like Mm. Jesus was fully God, fully human, but he still got anxious about these kind of things. Sure. He felt fear. Mm -hmm. How how did, how could the new Testament say that we shouldn't be afraid and yet Jesus feel fear? Mm -hmm. How does that, how does, how does that work? Like you said, Jesus was truly man, right? Mm -hmm. Truly human fear is an emotional response, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're told other places, don't be angry, right? What are we told explicitly about Jesus? And he was angry, mm-hmm. right? What is this? There is a way to handle one's emotions that is sinful, right? The emotion comes unbidden, mm-hmm. right? This is, God made us to feel things. Uh, the Stoic philosophy, like just when life gets down, you just need to keep on going. Don't let it bother you. It's mm-hmm. the most unchristian thing I've ever heard in my life. Don't buy into that ever. Okay. Read the Psalms. Let them convince you. Look mm-hmm. at Jesus. If, if you've, if you've read the gospels, how can you say that? What is wrong? What, what do you see every time in the Psalms? He expresses fear, anxiety, worry, dread, disgust. Mm-hmm. He turns to God. Okay, the the sinful part of emotions is that sometimes they can we can they can turn us from God. They turn our focus from God to the other situation, to ourselves. When emotions take your focus off of God, yeah, 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 that's wrong. Okay, but you look at Jesus in the garden. I love that example. Jesus in the garden, sweating, on his face, crying, weeping, mm-hmm. without a without a friend who seemed to care knowing what was coming. Okay, what does Hebrews say about him? Right? It says he endured the cross. Gethsemane was part of that. Right? Gethsemane was part of the torture. Jesus endured the cross for what? For the joy set before him. Okay, what does that mean? Does that mean that, well, I, I believe it just said it's not that strong arm in your way through. But what no I I you, I appreciate the point you made. He was praying. He kept his focus on his father. Yeah. He said, "Father, Take this cup from me. What does that mean? I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. This is not something I want to do. Yeah. But not my will. But yours be done. Jesus felt real, deep fear, probably more than we will ever feel in our lives. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you're feeling afraid or anxious, look to Christ. He's been there. Hebrews talks about that as well. Mm-hmm. Do not have a high priest who's unable to be sympathetic towards us. Yeah. But look to Jesus for how to respond in those moments. 
he knew the promise in Romans that all things work together for good. He knew the joy that awaited Mm -hmm. beyond. And so that didn't cause the fear to vanish, but it gave him the strength to persevere. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Christian attitude is not to deny your fear and to push it down until you don't feel it. It's to continue on anyways, because there is something higher and Mm -hmm. greater than your fears. Okay. I think of the story of the martyr Perpetua. Okay. And and the early Christian church was arrested for her faith, Mm -hmm. told to just reject Christ, pray to the emperor. Her family begged her to do it. Her child was taken away from her and uses leverage to try to get her to do this. And she said, no, no, no. And she, I mean, if you look up uh, the, the diary of Perpetua, she, she wrote all this down while she was in prison, right? Um, so you can hear her describe what she's feeling. And she's mm-hmm. terrified because if you don't know what they did to the Christians at that point, they put them in the arena and they let wild animals tear them apart for fun, mm-hmm. for the sport of everybody around. And then somebody who was at the arena, a fellow Christian who saw this happen, describes how she was in the end put into the arena, torn apart. Um, but then as she's like, you know, ripped apart and, and, and almost like almost into pieces, she hadn't quite died yet. And so somebody, they beheaded her, right? That's gruesome. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. But she endured it because she said, how can I deny the one who has so accepted me? I'm a Christian. You can't call me anything else. Okay. The, yeah. the, the Christian response to fear modeled by Christ is to not let it control. Okay. That's the key. It's not to not feel. It's to not let it control. Okay. And that ties into our fear of God. Okay. What mm-hmm. do you, if a situation, maybe you're in a relationship, you're, you're afraid of where it might go. Maybe you're coming out of, or you're into college, out of college, out of high school. You're like, I don't know what I actually am going to do with my life. How am I going to support myself? Oh, I kind of want a family. Wait, that costs a lot. How am I going to do that? Maybe Mm -hmm. you're not in that well off of a position. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to get food tomorrow. Yeah, I have kids and a wife. I don't know how I'm going to get them food or rent for the next while. I don't know how my kids are going to make it through school, right? That's something that people are afraid of that. Of course Mm -hmm. you are. Where's your fear of God at? Okay. Mm -hmm. Because if your fear is causing you to turn inward rather than to continue being aware of this fear of God, right? This awareness of God that as a Christian, that awareness of God is comfort in the awe of him because Mm -hmm. all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So that doesn't mean, oh, I don't feel anything anymore. It just means... I will continue on. We've talked about this living out my faith mm-hmm. by not letting it freeze me, cause me to turn away. And that and j- very practical point. That doesn't mean don't work because you don't need money. <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't mean any of that. that. That means not to let the fear of those things rule your life, right? That's what Jesus meant when he said, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow we'll worry mm-hmm. about it. Say he was talking about like, you're anxious about the clothes you're going to wear. Don't do that. He doesn't mean, you know, don't put anything on in the morning and God will figure it out for you. That's not, that's not what he's talking about. He means this fear is ruling your life. That's not right. Are there more practical points you want to hit on there? How, how, do, how does somebody who's encountering real fear and anxiety in their life mm-hmm. I, think about I would, that as a Christian? I would say a big thing sometimes is that we often to bottle up our fears. Mm. And so we'll be like, no, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Mm. But instead, some of the best things to do and the best thing for you to release some of that fear 
is to bring it to other people. Sure. I think releasing the fear, whatever you have, just saying, hey, this is a genuine fear for me. Yeah. Um, bring it to Christian brothers and sisters who are yeah. there for you and you can trust where they're just like, yeah, we see this fear um, and we want to help you through it the whole time. Yeah. I would say that's a that's a big piece. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, you, you see that in in the in the church. That's part of why we're given that. You see that in the stories of of these heroes of the faith, where they had people around them. And Jesus, though he didn't have any human companionship, he did go straight to the Father. And we may we not have that same intimacy, but like you know, we're told we've been given not a spirit of fear, right? We've been given the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so. Th- there is. I appreciate the point you made earlier about like if somebody comes to you with a fear and you're just like, well, pray a little more or read your Bible for you. You got 20 extra minutes, don't you? Just read your. That's. It's not that those things aren't helpful. It's the way you're telling somebody to go about that is not yeah. helpful, right? Just saying if I told anybody just just go pray, like that that doesn't necessarily do anything, right? Maybe they don't know how. There is a way. The Bible mm-hmm. says there's a, there's a way you can do this and there's a way to do it wrong. Same with reading scripture. Jesus said to the Pharisees, have you not read this and this and this? He was mocking them. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the, It was their job to read that. They didn't read it. They had it memorized word for word verbatim. And he said, oh, haven't you read this? Because they had read it, but they did not understand it. There's a way to read the Bible wrong. Okay, mm-hmm. So first of all, you should walk by somebody in that situation, pray with them, walk through the Bible with them. Mm-hmm. But also, I think it's important to note that even though necessarily doing those things more doesn't help, right? Because there's a way to do that incorrectly. Doing them less will make it worse because we're told that the fruits of the spirit, one of which is peace, comes through disciplines like that, right? We're mm-hmm. told this um, fellowship with God that is like a balm to the soul, right? Like mm-hmm. like aloe on a sunburn. It comes through prayer, reading scripture worship in all the different things that that means uh be it communion be it uh, be it hearing a sermon be it singing praise singing lament if you're mm-hmm. in a time of deep fear and anxiety worship brings intimacy with god so i would just say don't neglect those things when you're go- you're like well i'm in a bad season it's a hard time i don't have don't don't neglect those things you do not have to double your ratio of spiritual disciplines, but don't, don't let them go. Those things were given to you as weapons to fight against uh, these fears that assail us. Right. So don't let that go. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts you want to put in here before we wrap up? No, I think that's end of yeah. show. Give me one or two, sen- like one or two sentences. What do you want people to leave with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think first of all, recognize how natural, like fear can be natural a lot of times. Sure. And just try and take your focus away from, oh, how can I help myself? How can I do this and this and this? But be like, how can uh, I allow God to work through this? Or how can I press into God more so that um, this fear doesn't become bigger? Sure. But instead, God can work through it. Yeah, that's awesome. Add to that. Go to Jesus for an example. Read the Gospels. Uh, It's huge. And then also seek to cultivate a healthy fear of the lord if you don't know what that means go look it up you can it's very easy to do word searches in the bible nowadays Mm -hmm. go on the internet it's easy go through your own bible pay attention to that find out what it means to have a healthy fear of the lord and cultivate that in your life it'll make a huge difference in many areas so anyways we'll wrap it up there we'll be back next week uh with another episode as always 
Thank you guys for listening. Send this to a friend if you think it'd be helpful. And we will see you later. See ya.